1: Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd like to welcome today, for the very first time, Jason Muller, founder and managing principal at Beach City Capital, a multifamily real estate project and development firm headquartered here in Hermosa Beach, California. Jason, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio.
0: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I I, uh, look forward to discussing um, some product types with you and seeing how I can help share uh, the knowledge I've been able to gain.
1: We'll look forward to it. Jason, you began your professional life as an architect. You practiced for five years. Then you gravitated to land use and entitlement side of the business. So you certainly understand local government, especially in Southern California. (laughs) That's right. And uh, then that together with grad school at UFC, you started Beach City Capital. How long ago? About five years ago. Five years ago. And uh, you've been positioned well for that kind of work that uh, Beach City Capital does. So give us a little uh, background of yours, will you?
0: Sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, I've been able to uh, uh, have the pleasure of being traditionally trained as an architect. Um, after architecture school, I went to go work for the Journey Partnership. And we were doing uh, designing seven-star hotels in Dubai. We're also doing uh, you know, casinos in the United States. And, uh, you know, shortly thereafter, I went to go uh, work for uh, and do land use and entitlements. And it was quite fascinating because what we did was we did industrial conversion to creative office. And this was before it was cool. This is like 2012, 13, 14 in Santa Monica, Culver City in L.A. And that's when I really, really got to understand entitlements, development and investments. That's where I got the bug for development. Right. And so I, uh, I applied to grad school, got into both uh, Columbia and USC. I uh, decided to go to USC. Um And I was able to meet a lot of people, go to all the different schools there. If you have a high GPA, you can go to the Marshall School, the Price School, the Verderby School, and the Architecture School, as long as you talk to the deans and you coordinate. Um, And so uh, after that, I went to go work for a large institutional development company in which I was able to build a large amount of mixed-use projects, uh, also um, Hyatt Place hotels in different locations like Emeryville, Pasadena. And, uh, you know, once I had uh, my my wife and I had our firstborn child named Lucas, who just turned four. I decided to invest into small apartment buildings up and down the coast in uh, Redondo, Hermosa, Manhattan Beach, uh, South Bay, uh, you know, LA beaches, and it was really just to like allow them to cash flow, um, get permits to knock them down, build ocean view townhomes. Um, It was it was an amazing experience. I was able to build my staffing around that, my accounting, my legal, um, and my strategy. But then what I did is I um, I directed my team to start to um, focus on. Joint venture partnerships with landowners, right, and that allowed me to get larger sites. It allowed me to get uh, better positioned uh, deals where I can get you know thirty unit, forty unit, fifty unit projects going. And that we we were able to gain a lot of business that way. Um, and the landowners that I was partnering with were uh, very happy because they're getting uh, able to stay in the deal. They also getting a premium for the land, so it was a win win situation. What was interesting was a colleague of mine uh, from USC uh, works for a co-living operator now and I got approached by them and they've offered me 10-year master leases for the projects I'm building. So instead of me building my projects as townhomes or condos and selling them off, they said, stop, we will lease them out for you, from you for a 10-year period of time with a guaranteed master lease, Right. And I was like, well, that's interesting. So we underwrote the leases, right? Um, we made sure they're fully securitizable through the CMBS, uh market and it all checked out. And so we've pivoted our, our product type from a for sale product to a hold product. And for specific locations, we will do a co living master lease on them. Um, and so that allowed us to gain a lot of traction in the equity markets. Um, and we've since been able to bring our platform up. And focus on opportunity zones as well, so that also gives you tax incentive to invest into real estate backed securities through Beach City Capital because um, we have this three prong approach. It's really just three simple pillars. Um, it's we're doing joint venture partnerships with landowners to enable us to get great sites. Right. Second one is um, to mitigate risk for construction is we have some of the projects 100% pre leased. The third bullet point. Is having uh, th- some of the projects in opportunity zones for those that are trying to defer capital gains. We've been blessed with being able to have such a great staff. Um, it's kind of an interesting story uh, because for every uh, position we we send out, um, you know, res- you uh, you know a job posting, and we get about two hundred people uh, plus to 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 interview, and these are all bright talented people out there and like the United States, we have an amazing talent pool. If you see it, you'd be so um, excited to be able to, to see this talent. And And real
1: estate attracts quality people. Let's face it, especially Southern California. I mean, you know, that's how people have made their money here. You know, that's exactly right.
0: And we, we go down and uh, we, we, you know, I I actually asked uh, a, a fellow tiger 21 member, How he has a staff of 400, and I go, how do you do it? For every for every one person that we hire, we have to interview like 50 people, right? It's insane. And he's like, videotape them, have them do a personal video of themselves for two minutes, and and ask them three simple questions, and have them submit it, and it works amazingly. Hey, that's
1: a great idea. So uh, thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah. So 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 let's go over your three here. So Mm -hmm. which of those three? Is the most challenging at this point.
0: I would say the bottleneck is the joint venture partnership with the landowner.
1: Yeah, I would think so.
0: And so the way that we are able to um, harness that is we have our acquisition team looking probably at twenty deals a month, right? And we all get emails from brokers, you know, um, introducing projects to us. And so I always state we only do joint venture partnerships with landowners. That is like the number one required. The second would be a 10year or excuse me a 12 month um, escrow. Third would be a six month escrow with some options. We've been able to um, get in contact with the landowner that's interested in a joint venture partnership. Then we uh, you know, share with them our business plan and it's uh would you like me to share with you the way that we do the structure or
1: yeah yeah probably not time to do that today but perhaps another time sure uh, sure but of course. uh but so, so you find these people have particular motivations now these landowners are they institutions are they mom and pops are they people typically like in their 60s who have owned these for years i mean what well, what kind of people are they or um, entities
0: they're they're on average, probably mom and pops have had the land for probably twenty, thirty years. Don't want to let it go. If they want to let it go, they they want it a premium, or they want to just stay in the deal. And so I think that's kind of what's attractive to them is that they're going to, they have the opportunity to get a premium for their land, but also stay in the deal and be a part of something. Yeah, I think that excites them as well. Okay, and
1: so you offer them that, and then it removes any need for management on their part. Correct.
0: That's right. That's right. It, it does two things for them, actually. It, it allows them to get a premium for their land. It allows them to um, be able to get um, to stay in this deal. And then they have the opportunity to enjoy the cash flows after the project has been built. So those okay. are three positives for them.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you stick, let's change uh, the focus just a little bit sure, here. Sure, You stick to Southern California Coastal. I'm sure everybody tells you all the time it's overbought. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, uh, do you believe it is not, or are you able to structure the deals in a certain way to be protected? Uh, How do you deal with the fact that they are so massively expensive these days?
0: Um, I I think the beauty behind our acquisition strategy is that we're doing joint venture partnerships with landowners, so we're going directly to the source. So they're not properties that are over-marketed right? So that's one benefit for me, right? Also, it allows me to get properties that are in prime locations. So just because I have a joint venture partnership doesn't mean we're going to do the deal. It also has to be in a prime location and the deal has to pencil, right? So um, I believe that the economy fluctuates pretty dramatically on different um, things across the spectrum of monetary um, you know, uh, and also international dealings, Um but real estate's very specific it's, it has site it specificity right yeah and so I like to um, base each deal on its own quarter mile comps. you know so yeah, overall big picture, it doesn't matter what's happening in Arkansas if we're doing a deal in Redondo Beach Correct. right. Um, so I do believe that the coastal communities have an extra layer of risk mitigation against the markets. Because they're very desirable. So if someone sells yeah. their company or sells, you know, a portfolio piece, being by the coast is always desirable. So that's an extra layer for me. So that's what makes it um, interesting uh, for me to invest uh, along the coastline.
1: Do you try to pick uh, Jason properties that are especially attractive to a particular group, such as retirees or millennials, or something like that, or do you just say, "Hey, somebody's going to lease this out here." <laughs>
0: um, I think I'll answer that in two uh, ways. One is that we're focusing on in-demand locations. So a lot of the time, the highest demands are young families. So it's the two, three bedroom, um, you know, that have, you know, two kids, three kids that are two young working professionals. Um, That's kind of where I like to kind of um, focus a lot of my time. I have two young kids, a four-year-old, Lucas Muller, and then also have Oliver Muller. That's one and a half. And so... I also needed to grow my family and, and buy a home that's you know two three bedroom and so I see a high demand in that. A lot of my friends have two kids, <laughs> so if if you know my close you know network have are, are growing the population, I can only imagine California in the United States, um, you know, with the big picture. So I'm trying to. Um, uh, you know, cater to that demand, you know, with, in providing housing. So that's the first one. The second one is also having um, co-living or a m- micro unit uh, product type that's catering to the urban techies, the people that are just out of college that don't want to pay huge premiums in rent, want to live in great urban locations. Um, and you offset that by having a smaller apartment building, Right. Or you you do co living? You so, co
1: living? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that term. I mean, just roommates? Is that what you're talking about? Or? It's a,
0: it's yeah. It, so that's something that's been emerged uh, merging around the world. The United States, California specifically, a little behind the ball, but it is a co living is similar to having roommates. Um, it's not quite like a dormitory. So what it is, it's like uh, two uh rooms will, will have each a, a bathroom right and then they'll have a common amenity of the bath, you know like the the living room and kitchen and okay. it'll be high end but then the building itself will have a great rooftop deck it'll have its own amenity space and they'll also have uh, car wash service. They'll have, um, you know, maid service. They'll have dry cleaning service. They'll have a walking, you know, dog, walk your dog service. You know, and so they even have a service where somebody does your work for you. No, I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's interesting because people are busy. They want to be in core locations, and they're willing to pay. For that, um, you know, those amenities. So.
1: Okay. So who runs those? Is this the company that you have long-term leases with?
0: Yeah. So there are several different um, operators. We're currently working with Quarters, um, with Medici, with Ed Foss. He's been a great partner to, to work with. And he's offering us 10-year master leases for our projects. So.
1: Wow. So. Mm-hmm. And, and they're so the they, operators. Yeah. They're the operators. So they bring in these services. That's right. Okay, well, that mm-hmm. is very interesting. I learned yeah. something new today here. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I didn't realize that here. So, uh, so that's who you focus on. That's mm-hmm. what you do. Tell us about why somebody you think should invest in this.
0: Um, I think uh, for our pool of investors, we always like to just say it's it's slow growth money. It's not let's triple your money in a year or two, right? It, it's it's risk mitigated, so we're building yield, we're building cash flowing assets, right? So what we're doing is um, we're going and building like a 30, 50 unit apartment building, right? And what happens is um, you gotta understand real estate backed securities are pretty um, safe because you own a portion of the, the real estate, right? not uh not like you know private equities and public equities bonds and stocks it's different because you actually own a tangible asset right you know you can also drive by with your family so it's it's you got to understand that piece of it the second piece is that it's cash flowing consistently so you have your principal safe you know and then you you're you're earning cash flow every year every year you also are able to um benefit from the depreciation right, of the asset. So it's a tax benefit for you. Um, and then at the five or 10-year mark, whenever um, the partnership decides to sell, you get your principal back and you get a large substantial amount of upside. So during the por- uh, portion of your investment, you have a safe place to p- uh, place your money. You get cash flow during the 10 years. Then you also get upside. So for People's portfolios. People in Tiger Twenty One, um, you know, uh, pretty wealthy uh, group of individuals a lot across the United States and Canada. Their portfolio acc- allocation is um, suggested this way: it's thirty percent is to real estate backed securities, twenty five percent to public equities, twenty five percent to private equities, the rest in commodities and other. So, um, you know, if you want to invest like, you know, you know, the wealthy, that would be a suggested, um, you know, uh, allocation of your of your um, assets. And within the 30 percent of real estate, I would suggest you do cash flowing assets, development assets. Also, you can invest um, in REITs and different type of product types. So.
1: Okay. And and, uh, tell us, uh, how is the investor protected? What's the loan to value to start with that?
0: An investor is protected in several ways. An investor is always placed into an LLC. So each project has a a legal entity, right? That's uh, a a limited liability company, right? That is, um, you know, regulated by the federal government, right? And each uh, project has a commercial bank account, right? So all the bank accounts are monitored by the IRS, and so a- anytime any equities are 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 funded in, they have to be funded in by a United States entity or uh, you know a citizen. And um, once that's in, there's constant accounting that's being provided. Also, there's K ones that are being provided every year, right? So this is first step is the IRS and the banking is all, um, you know, it's a regulation D security. So it's also regulated by the SEC, which um, is, you know, uh, mandated by the federal government.
1: So somebody has to be an accredited investor. That's correct. Okay, That's right.
0: So that's the first step. The second step is that there's a lot of risk mitigations put into each deal, right? So the sponsor will always have 5% contingency overall in the project, costs also have contingency on the on the construction portion of it. They also have some equity um, that would be a cushion to it, right? Um, and then there's a debt component to each deal, which is a bank, and there's also equity components to the deal. The sponsor is always required to work with the, the bank to guarantee or uh, provide signatures for that bank loan, right? Um, and then the equity, it has a, a security in the LLC, that owns a portion of the real estate. Okay, so, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. It does appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So For- do you work directly with investors mm-hmm. or, uh, does beach city capital work primarily with advisors? Do you work with institutions? Who are your clients?
0: That, that is a great question. Primarily we've been, uh, raising about $9 million of friends and family, doctors, professors, lawyers, uh, you know, local network, right? Um, a lot of professors from USC a lot of you know of, of you know developers that are retired are investing in, in our projects right and the, and i went to usc so i'm very proud of that so that's kind of a portion of, of our of our of our investors a second portion is through advisors through uh, being able to have in, investors coming through different advisors that are connecting i, I think that there's a, a very important um, you know place in the market for brokers and capital brokers, and advisors, and um, RIAs. That's the way we connect to joint venture partnerships, um, you know, large LPs. Um, and so with those three um, in mind, that's how we're able to bring equity into the, our platform.
1: So let's change the subject a little bit here, uh, Jason. Uh, mm-hmm. Two questions we like to ask all of our guests. Mm-hmm. One, what keeps you awake at night?
0: Ha, uh, great question. Um, I always like to make sure um, that... All of the equity injections that are needed for every any given prob, uh, project are on time, scheduled properly, so there's no delays in the projects. So that's kind of my overarching big picture strategy I like to have. And I think the second thing is... I always like to be mindful of my, you know, work family balance. You know, I want to make sure that I take my kid out to his birthday. I want to make sure that I'm able to cook him banana pancakes in the morning and take him for a walk at, you know, the beach in the evening and make sure I take my wife to, to England every year in the, in the summer. Otherwise, you know, I have to make a cup of tea for her every morning and I'm in trouble. And so I'm very mindful. I don't want to be the work dad. Life's too short. My kids are going to grow up too quickly. And it doesn't matter, you know, how busy my company is. Like I turn off when I I, I get home. So I I try to be thoughtful in those aspects, making sure my company's running smoothly from a funding schedule standpoint. And then also uh, making sure that I have a work balance with what I'm doing and with my family.
1: Jason, I'm very pleased to hear that. I'm a father of seven children. Wow. That's awesome. okay. And, uh, It's so easy to make that back burner, you know, especially as you're younger, like you are, and you got all these things going on and Tiger 21 activities and all these employees, et cetera. And you got to remember that because over time, okay, uh, spending too much time at work can be the most expensive thing in anybody's life. And we've all met plenty of uh, men, especially who who have done that. So, number two is. uh, what book on investing would you recommend?
0: Oh, wow. In? there There's so many books on investing and we can have a full conversation about this, but if there's one book that I would recommend for everybody to read is um, Dale Carnegie's How to, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay. That was written in the 30s. Yeah. And it's 100% applicable today. It is. Every class I teach, um, you know, at different universities, that's the one book I require all students to, to read. We also, um, you know, every quarter we'll have a book club at my at my company and that'll be a, a book that we recover. And I've probably read that big book twenty times. Really, and it, it never gets old. So that's number yeah. one. Number two would be, uh, you know, rich dad poor dad. Okay, I think there's some fundamentals in there that have changed my life, and, really? and, and uh, it's very very important for those that want to get into real estate to to be able to to read that book and understand it. Nothing can replace a formal education. So, you know, uh, looking at real estate from a formal education is something that, you know, USC provides, uh, Columbia, Harvard um, have are some of the best schools in the nation. There's a lot of different schools in the nation. Nothing will replace that. So I highly recommend a higher education. I wouldn't be where I, I am today without it. i um, also giving back to, um, you know, employees, interns, um, you know, friends, family. That's actually how I learn and keep sharp
1: good. And uh, let's add a third question along the, no bonus. those lines. Yeah, a bonus <laughs> question. What is the best investment advice you've ever received or heard?
0: I think the best best investment advice would be to invest in your neighborhood, in your community, and understand your investment. Make sure you're 100% confident and uh, you understand the deal before you invest. That's something I always make sure of all of my investors, that they're 100% confident with the investment. I want to make sure through their DD, they've got all their questions answered and that them and their spouse are 100% involved. It's important to involve your spouse because that is your partner, you know? And so I think that that's super important. Um, And when people are 90%, 70%, 60%, just pass. There, there's time in this in this world and the perfect opportunity will come up for you.
1: Yeah. So. Wow, good to hear. So for those who would like to know more, where can they go?
0: They can go to beachcitycapital.com. We have all our projects, our thesis. We also have our investment page there. So it's beachcitycapital.com. Also, you can email me directly at Jason at beachcitycapital.com, or you can call, text me at 310 245 4419 i'm open for any questions you guys might have if you want to start your business if you want to start investing in real estate if you have any sites you'd like me to peer review i'm here to help um i'm here to help grow this this beautiful nation that we have i'm very proud to be american and i'd love to help build um business any way i can
1: hey thank you very much very nice of you to offer that here of course okay so final words for our listeners here jason
0: God bless and keep working hard.
1: (laughs) That's a great combination. So, Jason, thank you very much for joining us here today. Appreciate it and uh, appreciate the comments. And we didn't get to uh, opportunity zones, but maybe we can do that another time. Absolutely. Okay. Again, we've been talking with Jason Muller, founder and managing principal at Beach City Capital out of Hermosa, beach california you've been listening to strategic investor radio on oc talk radio we'd love to hear from you you can contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows this is charlie wright wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing strategic investor radio is a production of oc talk radio and is provided for educational purposes only The content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing.